0: Welcome to Influencer Insights. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times best-selling publicist. In this 10-minute training series, I answer your most asked questions and sought after advice about blogging, online branding, and influencer growth with step-by-step strategies you can take action on right away. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Influencer Insights. These are some of my most fun ones because I get to talk with you, some of our listeners who have taken the time to share their questions that they have, that they want to do a quick round of Q&A with me. And I love when I get listeners like Anne, who's with us today on live. So I wanted to go ahead and introduce her. Hello, Anne. Hello, Julie. And do you go by Anne Catherine or Anne. I do a good southern name, so yes. AK for short or Anne Catherine. Yes. Awesome, I know. I have my sister is a has a double name, so I always make sure to ask that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, awesome. Okay, so Anne Catherine, you had a really great question that I know a lot of our listeners also kind of ponder about. Um, so I'll share the question, and if you want to give any more insight to it before we dive in, your question was: What should we expect after the first year of a small side hustle? When do you pay yourself? So I would love just a little bit of clarity. When you say, what should we expect? Do you mean financially? Do you mean audience? What do you mean by that specifically?
1: Um, Perhaps all of the above. Um, I'm a bit um, a newbie and I would say it's a small scale side hustle. I don't want to make myself small. So it's a small um, scaled side hustle, but um, really like engagement, all the social media bit. I feel like I've just had to be a designer, a web designer, a graphic designer, you know, the social media guru, the whole bit, and also the finances, like the P and Ls, like learning all that good stuff. So trying to really, what to expect, maybe after the first year with all the the probably have the hardships and the learning curves, um, maybe after that first year, what may we expect?
0: Yeah. And I love that you brought up, cause I feel like a lot of what you're experiencing is actually exactly what you should be expecting. Hardships, doing it all on your own, trying to figure it all out, PNLs, profit margins. What is this? What does it look like? You know, who's my audience? Where are they? How do I create content that is clear for them to understand? All of these types of questions is not only just from my experience, what you should expect for the first year, but really for me in my own business, when I was just starting out, I mean, it took me about five years to kind of navigate those waters. I didn't really feel confident both mentally and emotionally in some of those avenues that you mentioned until a good five years of after just kind of diving into it myself, having lots of trial and errors and figuring out little tweaks and things as I went along. Now, when it comes to success expectations, I first want to kind of say that the idea of an expectation to me is just kind of like a premeditated resentment. We want to have goals and we want to, we want to have certain things that we're striving towards and achieving to. At the same time, trying not to expect necessarily anything, because what you don't want to do is have these ideas or these expectations of how you're supposed to be or what you're supposed to achieve or how something is supposed to look. And then if it doesn't happen after that first year, then it makes you feel crappy about yourself. It brings your confidence down It makes you feel like, you know, what you're doing is a waste of time. It makes you feel like, you know, who, who am I to think that I could have ever done this? I'm not even achieving what I should be. So when you take those expectations out of the way, What I've really learned is it allows for the two biggest key things that I think should be the most important thing, especially in that first year of business. The only thing that I guess you should be looking out for or expecting is have I grown? And then what are the specific things that I have grown in? What are the specific things that I have learned? And even writing those down. Because I think that a lot of times I was even trying to think today about something that happened in 2017. And I was like, wow, And in and, and just three years, look how much I've grown. But if I don't really take the time to let it sink in and to write it down, all of those little things we may not think matter, but really do in, in the grand scheme of things, we can kind of lose sight of how much we have grown and how much success we have seen, how much we've learned, how much we've stretched ourselves and pushed ourselves and allowed ourselves to really press through certain limitations that maybe we thought we could never achieve to begin with. So growth is a huge key. The second and final key would be, was I able to be redirected when I needed to be? You know, when I hit a wall, was I able to pivot? When I couldn't figure something out, was I able to find some kind of clarity that gave me the engagement to keep moving forward? When I had a hard time, did I just give up or did I find a new way or a new piece of content or a new coach or a mentor or a program or or a service to help me figure out what I needed to figure out to get to that next level? So for me, it's really about growth and redirection. Is that helpful? Absolutely. I love that. Um, taking notes as you speak.
1: So thank you very much. Um and then I guess the second part of that is like when to pay yourself back, like when you know you're profitable. Yeah. What does profit mean? And I know it means different things for different um avenues of business and such, mm-hmm. but I don't really know and they say what's reasonable. Uh I just want to do what's right. I'm a rule follower and so follow yeah. the rules.
0: Well, my, from my experience, um, because again, you, I didn't know this either. Like, when do I pay myself? What do I pay myself? Do I, do I start a company? Do I become an employee of that company? What does all of that look like? So the first, um, about four years of me doing this online thing, I was just a solopreneur. I was a contractor, you know, I did not have a corporation or an LLC properly set up. And at the time for me, what my, and again, I'm not giving anyone financial advice or legal advice here, but what my CPA had said to me, she goes from a tax perspective, when you start making about $60,000 a year on your side hustle is when you want to essentially create a business entity. You want to S corp it out, or you want to LLC it out. I didn't know how to do all of those things. So what I did is I reached out and I found a business attorney who could legally walk me through all of my options, and then actually help me get it set up on the back end. So I knew that it was set up with the government and the IRS and the state and all of those components that it needed to be set up for. So I had to spend a little bit of time and a little bit of money with this attorney to get it all set up. But I didn't do that until four years in to me creating my side hustle. And so what my, um, what my, CPA said is that when you get close to that six-figure mark, you want to create your own business because you're just going to get better tax credits that way. You start getting really hit hard as a contractor, as a a self-employed 1099, essentially, if you don't have those things set in stone once you hit a certain pay limit. Now, once you do create an LLC or an S-corp, what may be recommended to you, what was recommended to me by my business attorney and by my bookkeeper and by my CPA was that, Julie Solomon essentially became an employee of my company. So that's when I started to essentially pay myself a salary. When I became a salaried employee of my company, when I set up my company in 2017, is when I started paying myself. Before that, I would just take the money that I would make, I would set aside the 30% or whatever I needed to for taxes, and then whatever money was left over, that was just money for me. But it wasn't quite allowing me to Hit financial goals and targets. What really allowed me to get clear about that was learning, you know, really figuring out where my financial challenges were, learning what I needed to learn about that, taking classes, taking courses, most importantly, asking questions finding, you know, CPAs and bookkeepers that will take the five minutes to answer your questions. You know, if if this kind of stuff is not your zone of genius and you don't know it, you need people that are going to be a little bit more compassionate to that, that will take the time to really walk you through it and, and help you figure those things out. That's why I also really enjoyed working with a business attorney who that, that's what he did for a living was help people set companies like this up and kind of walk them through everything. Otherwise I would have had no clue what I was doing. So that was really helpful to me. And now when it comes to how much you pay yourself, that is dependent on how much you make every year. Um, Your CPA should give you a recommendation for that. And then in terms of profitability for your business, what my bookkeeper has said for an online business that you wanna see is about a 30% profit margin, meaning out of 100% of the money that you make, 70% of that is going back into growing your business, And 30% of that is actually your net that you get to take home. Again, that is not a set in stone situation. That is just what my bookkeeper says that when someone has a 30% profit margin, they're doing pretty well. They're putting 70% back into expenses and ads and whatever it takes to run the business. And then they take 30% of it home. So does that help you at all? It
1: definitely does. You know, I've tried to be more financially savvy and sound and aware and um, that's not my zone of genius, um, as you spoke of. I do have an accountant. I've, I've met with her once, but I've, I've also emailed her, and I'm sure I'll be meeting with her soon about, like, taxes and that type of thing. But um, I do feel like I need to kind of game up on that um, realm. So that's very helpful that everything you shared, for sure. Thank you.
0: Yeah, of course. And again, this is just from my own personal experience. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it set in stone. Every person's situation is going to be different. Um, What also really helped me was finding accountants and bookkeepers who worked with other online entrepreneurs. Because when I first started out, I had an accountant who was very traditional. She worked with construction workers and Um, lawyers and just kind of more really traditional formats. And she kind of didn't understand this like crazy world of, of, of an online business or, or really kind of being an online entrepreneur and monetizing on social media and monetizing here and having clients and students. She didn't quite understand all of that. So when I was able to actually have a conversation with someone who got my world a little bit more, that also helped me a lot. So it could just be you showing up and asking her more questions, just so you can get more clarity and confidence around some of the challenges that you're having, doing your own due diligence and some of the financial aspects that you feel like you need to learn more of. And then when you get to that place of of you know really, you know pushing this out and solidifying this as a business, when you hit that number or when you hit those clients or what haven't that it is for you, you know, then asking yourself those questions of, What is the support system that I need around me that can really support me financially getting me to where I want to go? I love
1: that. Um, definitely want to share that. I appreciate your wisdom and your insight and just know that you're making a difference for all of us in terms of our lives and businesses. So thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you. And Catherine and I appreciate that question. Um, this is again, one that I know so many of, of those listening have those kinds of questions. Um, My bookkeeper, his name is Parker. He works at Evolved Finance. It's actually evolvedfinance.com if you guys want to go and check him out. He is um, actually one of the expert trainers in my coaching membership, Shine, for this very reason. He's going to do an entire training on A to Z finances, all of this stuff, kind of mapping all of this out. I kind of gave a very broad and vague overview of it. And if he was listening to this, he would probably be like, you're not you're not quite getting it as correctly or detailed as you should, Julie. But again, I'm not the financial expert. I'm just sharing from my own experience, but just know that you're not alone in that. A lot of people have this question and I think it's an important one to kind of take out of the shadows and and talk more about. Well, many thanks and um, take care, girlfriend. Thank you. And Catherine, thanks for being here today. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. All right, guys. I loved that question. I love talking to Anne Catherine about that. If you have any other thoughts or questions about this, please let us know. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. You can just screenshot this episode on Instagram, tag me, let me know what your biggest takeaway was and if you found this helpful as well. And we will see you again next week.